0: Episode 1, Beginning. In the beginning was the word. And with a podcast focused on words, we should begin with a word. The word beginning. We love beginnings. We love beginning a new direction, a new job, a new diet, even a new podcast. Why do we love beginnings so much? How can we make this beginning count And not just be another failed start. We will explore that and more in this first episode of A Word with Anthony Walker. Beginning. Noun. The point in time or space at which something starts. The most iconic phrase that begins a story other than once upon a time is in the beginning. And if you're a person of faith, it was followed by God created the heavens and the earth. Although that wasn't the absolute beginning. Now, there is one statement of the absolute beginning. Well, at least as far back as we can truly wrap our minds around comprehending, And that's in John chapter 1. While the other Gospels start off with some sort of genealogy, like Matthew, he begins with Christ's genealogy going through Abraham, John's origin goes all the way back to the very beginning. He says, in the beginning was the Word, and that Word being Logos. Everything began with Jesus, literally the living word. Everything we see and even the things we don't see were created by word. So when we examine that the beginning that we read in Genesis chapter one was written by Moses, it wasn't the absolute beginning. There were elements that were already there. The world, the void, chaos was already there. As one preacher said, Before the beginning first began its beginning, God was there waiting on it. This is true even of our beginnings. When we start a journey or a project, there was a preface or a preliminary. The journey may appear to start with a first step, but it actually began with a conception. One had to believe that they could even embark on the journey before they took the first step. Then, after the idea is conceived, they must prepare their body or mind for the commitment of the journey. Kind of like a marathoner. They've had months of training long before they start running the marathon. Long before they take the first step. When we start a project, that project had to be conceived in the mind. The idea took root in thought and began to grow branches of visions and imaginations of the project being active. All of this before the project is actually begun. The gardener must also first have his mind set on the fruit before he plants the first seed. He has to prepare his mind for the commitment of daily watering and tending to and observing each plant long before the plow touches the dirt. So as we dig into this thing called beginning, we find that there's usually something there before the beginning takes place. As a minister and leader, each year I'm faced with the challenge of the beginning of the next year while ending the current year. There are those that coast into the fall and drag into the winter as the weather cools and darkness arrives early. Then the string of holidays, Labor Day, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Christmas. And oh, here we are at another year. But then there are those who are in preparation for the new year. Think about it. You can't arrive on January 1st, prepare for January 1st, all on January 1st. Something must be in place and in preparation Before the beginning. Why do we love beginnings? Perhaps it is the newness feeling like that new car smell. There's no gas smell, no oil leaks, no scuff marks anywhere. There are no dirty carpets, no juice and ketchup stains. It looks good, but it will only be that good as long as it's never driven. You know, that that new shoes smell, that fresh leather smell. There are no scuff marks, no creases, no stains. The sole isn't worn down on one side. But again, they will only ever look that good if they're never worn. Or what about the new year? The new year is like the starting line at the 100 yard dash. Everyone is the same. Me, you, and even Usain Bolt are all the same at the starting line. For so many people, that fresh start, that beginning is exciting. It's got new car and new shoe smell written all over it. It's like a blank sheet of paper. Uh Uh-oh, I've hit another crowd. That blank sheet of paper Lined or unlined can be frightening. Some can just sit and stare at it. What do I say? What do I put down first? Now that beginning can be daunting. Let's not be disillusioned or dismayed. Remember, unless we're talking about the absolute beginning of our entire existence, there is a remnant of that which came before us a residual that still has an effect on our life, perhaps even some chaos that cast a shadow on our beginning. The beginning of a relationship has some pieces of the previous relationships. The beginning of a new direction still has the dust and dirt from the last path you've walked. The beginning of a new job carries pieces of the previous job experiences you've had. The beginning of a child's life has traits, habits, looks, literal DNA of their parents, although this is the child's first experience in this world. But we want this beginning to count. You know how you start up the lawnmower or weed eater for the first time of the season? Even after you've primed it, The first couple of starts won't sustain anything. It will start and then sputter out. It takes a few starts, even that start you thought would last, but stuttered after about 15 seconds. Then you get that cast of smoke and you hear the engine roar. Then it truly begins. The question is, how can we make this beginning count and keep running? Well, here are a few points that may help. Make a commitment to begin. There are those that struggle with maintaining and those who struggle with finishing. But I'm talking to those who actually struggle with beginning. Just getting started. I'm talking about those blank sheet of paper folk. Frightening to some, fantastic to others. And then if you're like me, Sometimes you get both joy and the jitters. There are moments when I have things I'd love to start and then those that I'm timid because starting is, well, daunting. I can remember starting my first garden. I had wrapped my mind around producing some produce. I could even recall working in my parents' garden as a child. But starting your own garden, now that's a lot of work. My wife and I had moved into our first home in December of that year, and we noticed that the previous owner had a garden. We found that out because the soil in the back corner of our yard was a deep, dark soil. Grass grew there differently. It was a huge 10 by 20 foot section. So a really good portion of the work was already done for me. But time was ticking. January rolled around. Tick, tick, tick. Then one February day, my mentor showed up with his tiller. He's an avid gardener. One thing he knew is that if I wanted produce throughout the spring and summer, I had to start and I had to start now. He was vividly showing me that I had to begin. There was no other way around it. Beginnings must occur. You know that vision you have? That dream you've dreamed? That business that you want to start? That service? That healthy workout plan? Go ahead and put this in your mind. Not I'm gonna start, but I have to start. Beginning is obligatory. Next, we must remember that though beginnings sometimes start rough, it's usually a rough start due to pre-existing chaos. Sometimes when we decide to start and the beginning is rough, we're all ready to quit. If you ever want to see a rough start, look up the albatross. It's a bird with one of the largest wingspans that does most of its flying at sea. Not only is the water choppy by the sea, but the wind is choppy and turbulent as well. The albatross has a large wingspan, but on a small body frame. So it first has to start running to gain speed, then unfold its wings to pick up draft, all of this, against choppy and turbulent winds. Occasionally, they have to slow down, fold up, and start all over again. But you know what? They make their flights. They already know based off the wind, sometimes, well, this is going to be a rough start. But that doesn't keep them from flying. Sometimes we have the insight to know especially if you're beginning a new path, that this beginning is going against the grain and it's going to be a rough start. Don't let that keep you from flying. The albatross doesn't fly arbitrarily. It flies because of instinct and intent and inspiration. It is inspired to fly. When God began creating, The first thing he said was, let there be light. Light illuminates. Light represents knowledge and inspiration and clarity. Perhaps your beginnings become stagnant or stale because they didn't start with real inspiration. Can you see it? When we turn on the lights, we see everything. We see what we're looking for. We see our way more clearly. We see the destination. We can sometimes see the plan in its entirety. Haven't you had that light bulb experience before? Recently, when the light pops in my head, I take out my phone and I begin jotting down what I see. As you follow the narrative of God's creation, He began to set things in order. Separating light from darkness, day from night, land and sea. He's bringing order to chaos. I've mentioned that word several times. Chaos. Sometimes chaos is the drama of life. Sometimes chaos is simply the scattered ideas that you may have. You ever been to that restaurant that serves a little bit of everything? Chicken, burgers, Tacos, seafood. Sometimes I wonder what is the direction of this place? Our ideas can be all over the place like that as well, and they often need refinement. Sometimes our direction needs more clarity. You can't go left and right at the same time. Sit down and write out the plan. Set in order the steps that are needed to bring it to fruition. God, in his infinite power, could have done all of this in one huge step. World World began. began. But he systematically set things in order. We should learn from this beginning. As we continue to shift in our thinking on beginning, don't focus just on the goal, But focus on the next step. You've heard the phrase, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. But hear clearly, one bite at a time. Don't think, oh, I've got this whole elephant left to eat. It's more, I've got one more bite today. If you get a chance, talk to a marathoner. Not just a person who's run a marathon or two, but talk to someone who's run several marathons. Ask them about their marathons. They can tell you down to the mile marker. Why? Because they often think about the marathon by marks, not the whole 26.2 miles. They run and they think, I'll run for the next few miles. I'll run to the end of this road. I'll keep going until I meet this particular mark. See, as they train, they know their bodies. They know that they can run for a consistent seven miles nonstop before they have to change pace. They know the point at which they hit the runner's high. They know the point that they hit the wall. They know each mile. So break down that goal into bite-sized pieces and focus on the next bite. Break down that journey down to mile markers so you're not so overwhelmed at the starting line. And for those of you who suffer from analysis paralysis, those who dart at the sight of a blank sheet of paper, those who may be struck with the perfectionism bug, here's a word for you. Don't think perfection, think progress. As a kid, I was surrounded by my talented family. I have relatives that can sing, some are artists. I even have a couple of those jack-of-all-trade uncles. As I explored myself, I recognized I shared some talents too. Sometimes I would sit down to draw and I would have a complete breakdown. I mean, tears and everything. Why? Well, because as a young and unrefined and untrained artist, I was thinking about drawing a perfect drawing from the beginning. I didn't understand that you start out with a rough draft and refine it along the way. So what I would do is I would start drawing and about two minutes into the drawing, I've messed up. And so I would try to erase But then after trying to erase cleanly, I would still see some of the residue. So I grab a new sheet of paper. Then I would start again. And a minute in, I've messed up again. And you know what? Let me just get a new sheet of paper. And then I would start and new sheet of paper, new sheet of paper, new sheet of paper. It was like a computer error. I was trying to produce perfection straight out of the gate. After continuing to get better as an artist, one of my college professors understood this characteristic. He used it to help us. He would require us to create 15 to 30 rough drafts of an image before we could begin the final product. And we couldn't throw away any of the rough drafts because they were a part of the assignment. He didn't want to even see the final project until he saw that we had rough drafts. This is why stores and businesses have soft openings. They recognize that the beginnings may be a little rough. Sometimes we quit our new year's resolutions because in week one, something goes wrong. Perhaps Start your rough drafts in December and keep making progress. Even if you fail once or twice or 10 times out of the gate, keep on going. You know that grease cutting cleaner, Formula 409? It's called Formula 409 for a reason, because 408 times the formulas that they had concocted didn't meet the standards that they had set, but on Formula 409, they got it right. And while I'm on that note, you don't always have to start or have a beginning on January 1st or Monday or your birthday. You can start today. Keep in mind that even within this new beginning, take time to pause after you've had a resounding start. Even God, after creating the world, rested. He didn't quit in this world. He rested. And I know, I know, the Bible scholars listening will say that the flood was a type of reset. You too may have to rest or reset. You may need a recalibration, a rebranding, a rethinking, but keep progress on the mind. This very podcast is a beginning for me. When I was younger, my mentor, who is a minister, would give the church a theme, a word for each year. The word became a lens through which the church would operate throughout that year. And for some reason, that resonated in a special place with me. Although I struggled with English and grammar classes growing up, As I've gotten older, I've gained a fascination with words. It may be due to my studies as a minister constantly preparing lessons and sermons each week. Each word of Scripture is intentional by God. The Hebrew and Greek words, the context in which they are written, even the etymology of the words play a role in understanding the text. So words and the study of words have become a joy of mine. I, too, have begun using a word theme for the church that I serve, but not only just for the church, even for my personal life. Sometimes it's a word of focus for the year or a word for a particular season of life. Remember, it all begins with a word. What is your word this year? Thank you for sharing a word with Anthony Walker.